Good morning on a Thursday morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I am so excited about this episode. I get to interview siblings, and it I have no idea where this is going to go. This is going to be so much fun. So if you're driving to work on a Thursday morning and you need a good laugh, this is what you need to be listening to. I promise you, we're going to give you a good laugh. So I've already heard stories about Grand Canyon and high school things. And so if we get anywhere near that stuff, we're going to have a good time. So Jenna, Jeff, thank you for joining me. And thank you for taking time out on a Thursday morning. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. Great, great, great. So let's start. Ladies first. Let's start this first. Jenna, who is your favorite baseball team? I am. I bleed blue. That would be the Dodgers. There you go. There you go. So, and Jeff, what about you? Um, While I grew up with both the Dodgers and the Angels, we kind of talked a little bit about this before. Uh, First game I ever went to the Angels, uh, or pro game I ever went to was an Angels game. And um, I, you know, spring training, uh, you know, uh, freeway series game with the Dodgers. I always root the Angels. Uh, even though the Dodgers have like a 1A spot in my, uh, 1B spot in my heart. There you um, go. It's, a, it's just the Angels have been it. So, Jenna, you could say then that your brother is okay with having identity crisis or location crisis because his team thinks they're in L.A. when they're not. That is true. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does definitely has identity identity but yeah you know i always liked him when they were the california angels that made more sense to me yeah. but you know yeah take up the whole state i like it um california or even anaheim true yeah yeah they won the world series as the anaheim That's angels. true why why i i wore the same socks throughout the 2002 playoffs big red knee socks all over the place just and what happened with the Anaheim Angels. The California Angels I grew up with, I loved that too. But they won with Anaheim. Stay that. Plus, you're always at the top. Nobody's above you. You're at the top of the list. Anaheim. Yeah. I I like to joke with everybody during uh, this year. I have a good friend of mine who's a huge Angel fan. And I, it's easy to poke his bear. Right. And sometimes he's one of those friends that it's just fun to poke the bear right with. And so we all have one of those. And I, I told him this year, I said, Hey, called him my name. I said, Hey, I got to tell you, I guarantee that the angels are going to play this year in October. And he got all excited. I knew you'd come around. Yeah. We got a great team. We're going to do this. And he goes, why are you saying that though? And I said, because the final game of the season is October 1st. Right. And he's like, oh, that ain't right. Yeah. No, I <laughs> saw, Ty, Ty saw that I had coming to to for an hour. <laughs> it was too much fun. Too much fun. All right. So. So, Jeff, you kind of told us a little bit about how you became an Angel fan or at least going to your your first game. But but Jenna, how did you become a Dodger fan? What what made you become a Dodger fan? So I joke about this, but I really, this is literally how I became a Dodger fan. I was a Dodger fan in the womb. Um, Our mom was a huge Dodger fan. 
-hmm. And it like literally just rubbed off on me. And I have always been a Dodger fan. Like I couldn't even tell you when I became a Dodger fan because it was, you know, in the womb, like seriously. Okay. And so that's, uh, and I've been, I was going to games in, you know, as an infant, I was probably like four months old going to little league games. So yeah, I've always been, it's just been, it's part of, you know, we, we say it's part of our DNA, but it really is. No, it's- yeah, mom, mom was, um, well, they, they were transplants to California, but in the forties. So they lived in the South Bay or Torrance and, uh, they, her, my grandfather, my uncle, they'll tell us stories about going to the Coliseum to see the Dodgers yes. play. Yeah. So hearing those stories growing up, um, yeah, but I, it just solidifies my, my fandom, my love of the Dodgers. Your love for the Dodgers. I like yes. it. I like it. I like it. It's sometimes it's just hard, to, hard to replace that, that specific love, right? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm the same way. I, you know, I like the angels as an American league team, but lead blue, um, you know, and I, a couple of months ago I had a, I interviewed somebody on a live um, and it was a, a giants fan. And somebody sent me a note afterwards. Cause we cover all 30 teams and somebody sent me a note uh, and I am and goes, Hey, you're not a real Dodger fan because you interviewed a giants fan. I'm like, wait a second. So the next day I posted a picture of me standing outside of Dodger stadium in 1982. I'm like, all right, I'm not a Dodger fan. You see me wearing Dodger gear in 1982, but you're right. I'm not a Dodger fan. <laughs> this is 40 yeah. years old, everybody. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know. That's uh, you know, you, you've got the credentials there. You've been, you've been doing it for a while. It's hard. And you know, the Dodgers are one of those teams that just have always been, especially in, in those time frames, have always been a team that's been easy. I watched the Dodgers throughout the 70s. And, you know, I could that was a time in my life where I could tell you the starting lineups of every major league baseball team, but especially the Dodgers. Um, you know, I, I spent Sunday mornings on the floor with the sports page reading the uh, the batting averages and who was the leaders and all that every baseball card I memorized, you know, now I can't do anything with that information. So I'm just kind of wandering the streets. <laughs> now you're lucky to, baseball stats. Now you're lucky to find yourself, find yourself getting home every night, right? This is where I live. I think. Right. It's on this block. I, th- I think this was it. Looks familiar. No big hats out here. Door. I thought I lived under the big giant hats. What's <laughs> There you go. There you go. Okay. So next question. Uh, we'll start with you again, Jenna. Um, favorite player, um, past and present, and they could be Dodgers. They don't have to be, but who's your favorite all-time player and who's your favorite current player? And then Jeff, same question to you after Jenna. So my favorite, and this one probably will surprise a lot of people. Um, but my favorite baseball player is Steve Sachs. I love Steve Sachs. Um, he, I know he had the yips and I know he had some issues, but he was always a lot of fun to watch. He had a lot of energy and, uh, you know, for a teenage girl, he was actually, 
um, really. Um, and I had a little nickname for him, Sweetie Stevie, and uh, did yell that a few times at Dodger Stadium while he was playing. Um, so yeah, Steve Sachs is my all-time favorite ball player. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah, present, that's a harder one um, because I don't know that I have one in particular that I really like. There's several that I, you know, I, I guess kind of admire, like the way they play um, and just have enthusiasm for the game. So I guess one that would stand out would be like Brett Phillips, um, who is an angel now, but just he's just fun to watch when he does play. Um, and, you know, and I guess if I had to pick, you know, looking at the Dodgers, I would say Trace Thompson. I've always been a big Trace Thompson fan. He's been through a lot, um, but he's always persevered. So that would probably be my, my pick for my present day, um, my present day player, but sweetie Stevie. Yeah. He's always going to have a place in my heart. Special place in your heart. So, yes. okay. Okay. Well, we're going to actually come back to that at some okay. point. I promise you. <laughs> Um, uh, and it probably will be offline, but we'll come back to that. All right. Uh, Jeff. Um, well, you know, uh, growing up, there was so many great players. I got to see the end of, um, Willie Mays's career. Uh, I got to see Hank Aaron play. I remember the night when he hit, you know, seven fifteen uh, on TV, but the, the guys, as far as like a, a personal player that I always, um, you know, really liked to follow and followed throughout his career, wherever he went um, with the angels was Nolan Ryan. Uh, there was just something about that, that mentality. Yeah. He, you know, out there did his business and, you know, he, he didn't get as much as he deserved because he just played on a, on a, you know, below average team for most of the seventies there um, and then got treated poorly as he left, but, uh, you know, these days can't stand the asterisks. I mean, the Astros, but, um, you know, the Astros were in the national league back then. And when he went to the Astros, I watched the Astros. They were kind of a side and they were, they really didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't really worried about them as far as a, a team to beat. They did have some good years there in the early eighties. And they had some, you know, good players. Uh, Bob Watson was always a favorite for me. But Nolan Ryan, and then kind of aside, because I never could pitch, but I played the field and always wanted to be a first baseman because of Steve Garvey. And, uh, you know, we every time we'd go out, and, you know, you, I, you may have done it, I don't know, but you got in play. I played. Um, we'd all do our favorite batting stances. So you'd be doing Carl Yastrzemski all the way up or Willie Stargell and his windmill bat and, you know, all those and Joe Morgan pumping that left arm. So we'd be doing that. But I was always Mr. Consistency, Steve Garvey. Steve Garvey. And, uh, when I got to play first base, I wanted to wear number six. But in Little League, I was bigger than the other kids. I was taller than that. So I had to have number 20 because number six was for one of the small kids. But those were growing up. Those were um, with with the Angels. It's it's hard um, not to be a fan of Shohei and, you know, what he's doing. Um, He is just 
you know, being the unicorn, that's that's true. There is nobody else. And quite frankly, I don't think anybody is going to come close to whatever he ends up doing, um, because I don't think a lot of people are going to want to put the work in that it's going to take to be Shohei like that, that complete package. You'll see little, you know, parts of it. Jared Walsh started out as a two way player. Um, how did that work out? And when was the last time you saw him on the mound? A couple of years ago, he pitched at least once. I remember seeing for the Angels, but um, you know, well, as far as that goes, I go to like David Eckstein. I like the scrappy guys. I loved when uh, Mickey Hatcher was on the bench there because he just did that that attitude he had. The the stuntman attitude he brought up from the Dodgers was so. Guys that never stop. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, um, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to jump in when he was talking about scrappy players. Um, when um we lived in New Jersey, um, we watched the Phillies a lot, and I, I really like Lenny Dykstra. I know he's kind of a punk, but watching him play was fun. You know, yeah, now that's... not so much, but you know. But when he was on the field, I liked it. So, so he was fun to watch. Uh, my favorite player all time is Steve Garvey, believe it or not. Um, I will tell you, it's hard not to like um, uh, Shohei Otani. It's hard not to like Arson Judge, Aaron Judge, right? Right. It's, it's hard not to like some of these guys who are doing it. But, um, but I will tell you, all those players that you mentioned are phenomenal because – it wasn't about the salaries that they were getting. It was about the love of the game and winning for your team. Um, it really Absolutely. was. When you watch those 70s and 80s, um, you know, even the documentary, if you watch the Facing Nolan documentary on Netflix, they've got some very, very good athletes that will tell you Nolan Ryan was no messing around. And so... You know, you gotta gotta respect the guys that weren't out there playing for five hundred million. They were just playing because they wanted to win, and they got to play a game that we used to play in our backyard and do it for a living. And sure, they got paid handsomely. I mean, Reggie Jackson in the seventies getting paid a million dollars a season was a big deal, but it wasn't what we have now, right? I mean, all these guys are spokesmen for something because they're still trying to make a little bit of money, right? So, yeah, that's 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 true. You got all that side stuff. And then, you know, just talking about, you know, how much money when it was crazy when somebody was going to make five hundred thousand a year, um, you know, and now we're going to see somebody, you know, like in Shohei and probably not even like a 10 year deal, but probably more like an eight year. deal at surprise i just said on our latest episode uh, about uh, that he's probably going to have enough money to buy Japan here in the next couple of years because he's going to get a billion dollars uh quickly yeah he's gonna he's definitely going to get quite a bit of money that's for sure that's for sure okay so let's switch gears and let tell us the ballparks that you've been to jeff we'll start with you what ballparks have you been to and what's your favorite ballpark that you've hosted to um so i've been to you know i've been to angel stadium all iterations Okay. So, you know, the first time when the A was out in left field, when they enclosed it for the Rams, and then this uh, this latest version, I've been to all of those. Been to Dodger Stadium, uh, Jack Murphy, uh, Qualcomm, uh, 
recently made my way to Petco. So I've been there. Um, I've been to, I went to Candlestick. I've not been to the other, uh, to the newer, whichever one. Oracle. Whatever they're called. Never made it to Oakland. It's it's Oracle. Yeah, I hear that, but then I, you know, it's like, okay, did they change it again? And they never, I never know what it is. Um, so those, uh, like I said, Candlestick, Atlanta, Fulton County Stadium. Saw the Dodgers and the Braves play there in 1983 when there was like a real rivalry and they were both in the NL West. Yep. Um, been there, uh, been to the Kingdom before parts started falling on our heads. Uh, been to Wrigley, New Comiskey, and they hadn't Guaranteed fully torn field. down Old Comiskey, so that was kind of cool. Um, right. Um, uh, Arlington Stadium, the okay. first Ranger Stadium, and then the ballpark at Arlington. Haven't made it to the grill yet. Um, Globe, Globe Life Park. Um, and uh, let's see, I think that's it right back through my head here yeah some old ones and then uh and then uh, yeah all the angels some yeah that's uh, that's it there's a few i'd love to go to but uh, that's where i've been so which one of all those is your favorite um dodger stadium is probably my favorite i mean i loved wrigley don't get me wrong I uh, I hugged Wrigley Field when I went by it because I could got off the got off the L, walk down and just walking along the edge of it, and you could just feel the history of it. And I just stopped there, and this guy just came up. He put his hand on my shoulder and said, "Amen, brother, Amen." And then I went on inside the park and enjoyed a uh, enjoyed a game. The only thing I hate about my times at Wrigley is is both times that I've been there. They were playing the Padres, and I was like, I, and it was like 20 years apart. And I'm there just to see him play the Padres. Dodger Stadium, there's just something about Dodger Stadium that uh, is so much different than every other park I've ever been to. True, true. Jana, same question. So Veteran Stadium in Philadelphia Yankee Stadium. Um, but oh, I no, will. no, 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 no. You don't get Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yes, I do. You, no, yes, you I don't. do. You didn't see baseball there. there. I saw An Pink English Floyd. band with a big pig floating around <laughs> does not count it does. as it does. Yankee Stadium. Yes, no. it does. It no, was inside need, Yankee what, Stadium. No, I sat in the to, seats. We're going to have to have uh, a judge out on this I one. I knew that when I put the court, that. We need a ruling on this. I don't care. No. I'm still counting it. I'm counting you it. Didn't see baseball there. <laughs> doesn't. Oh, well, it doesn't count. I saw something equally as good. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> debating that. You know, Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd is there. awesome. However, <laughs> what? All right, did, let's did they just play a little game of on. cricket while they were in there? Being <laughs> that would have been boys? awesome. Now, see that, that I might have so great. All right, all right. I knew it. I knew he was gonna <laughs> jump me. I. I this is the best thing ever. Let one. me tell you. We'll put an asterisk by that one. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, okay. So, so we've got Veterans Stadium and kind of sort of Yankee Stadium. Okay. Yes. Uh, Camden Yards. Camden Yards. Fulton County Stadium. Okay. Uh, Rangers, the Arlington Stadium, 
before all of, you know, the ballpark. I haven't been to the ballpark or to the grill. Um, Angel Stadium, Dodger Stadium, Mile High Stadium. When oh. um, that was kind of scary in those football seats. You didn't ever really want to stand up because you felt like you're going to fall forward. And, um, and Coors Field. Okay. Okay. And your favorite? I, my favorite is Dodger stadium. I mean, it's classic. Um, the views are amazing. The palm tree, you know, it's just, yeah, I just love Dodger stadium. It is my favorite. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question kind of off topic here. And I, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you come to an agreement. Okay. The both of you. So this might, this might take a second pop fan rivalry followers, especially since we just got the pink Floyd and the judge and jury are still out on that right now. We got Vegas odds makers put in at 50, 50. We'll get back to you on that. Um, we'll let you know, uh, you know what we find out. Okay. Both of you have the month of July off. Okay. And you have unlimited resources. Okay. But you can only go, to five ballparks that you have not been to have not been to to clarify this for baseball okay so in july you're going to go to five ballparks okay together the two of you for your podcast you're going for five ballparks where are you going to go let's hear it hmm in way oh yeah finways i think we we would definitely agree on that that's number one okay um, I would say Yankee Stadium um, also, and not so much because of that, but I've never been there. And, you know, it's right there instead of trying to pick those two. I mean, there's there's baseball history almost in a nutshell right there, especially before the 50s. Um, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, so I would actually go for a baseball game this time. Uh, yeah. T-Mobile. Okay. Oh, Seattle, Seattle. Yeah. Oh, it's been some, I forget. You know what? I've, I've taken to just calling things by their old names. So like when we talk about T-Mobile, I usually call it the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and that, um, yeah, Seattle would be a good one. Honestly, this, it was kind of weird uh, on opening day. I was watching through the games and they were showing the game in um, the Blue Jays uh, Cardinals game. Okay. And I kept having this feeling like I need to be inside New Bush Stadium. I, was I need just to be there right say, now. I was just going to say that was my next pick. Bush Stadium. Bush Stadium Bush? in St. Louis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I think uh, I, I definitely Pittsburgh uh, because yes. there's just something about that setup. Now, if, if you'd said, oh, you're going to Three Rivers Stadium, I'd have said, I can go there. I can go to Riverfront. I can do that. PNC Park is just, there's just something. Yes, yeah. I totally would agree with that. And I hear that all the time yeah. from everybody. And it changed, say so we didn't go to Seattle. Oh, What's yeah, that? PNC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah PNC, I hear definitely. that all the time from people. They'll always tell me PNC because it's picturesque. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, so now we'll... We'll try this on. So normally what I hear is PNC, Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati because of the views. Obviously, Yankee Stadium, Wrigley, Fenway, 
you know, the older stadiums, um, Petco and Minute Maid Park down in Houston, because, you know, it's on TV and everything. Um, I would encourage you to make a different choice, though. Are you ready for this? Okay. Keep in mind that after next season, after the 2024 season, they're closing Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. And they're moving into actual Kansas City. So I'm going to make my way out there. But if you had a bucket list and you could do that, it's worth it. Because, it again, you talk 70s baseball, you can't talk 70s baseball without talking about Kansas City Royals. They were incredibly it's good. It's kind of there. funny. Oh, no, they were they were great. Um, you know, it's kind of weird, though, that neither one of us thought about that. Because we have talked about in the past about a trip to Kansas City to go to the Negro League uh, Baseball Museum and um, and then take in a game and uh, the Jazz Museum's there as well. Uh, so yeah, that would definitely be, yeah. Yeah, I, I... She didn't want to drag me down to Tampa Bay. <laughs> Such a great stadium. And... <laughs> I've, I've been to Tampa. Listen, have you? even the people that our raised fans will tell you, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> so, if I had okay. to go to Houston, though, I would have much rather been able to go to the Astrodome. Mm -hmm. Then, I mean, you know, I'm not that there's anything wrong with the the juice box. Astrodome would have been fun because it was really kind of the first of its kind, and then it'd be cool to go out and and uh, to see players play on that old cruddy astroturf like fake grass that you know some people down in the south have on the back of their trailers um, so, so so here's the funny thing okay here's the here's the funny thing is i actually have talked to a bunch of astros fans okay and i told them you know what would be good for mlb because mlb is always into this history right saving home play blah 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 so the city of houston is considered a historical landmark so they're never going to tear down the astronaut so I, I think it would be fun if the MLB, so I guess the Astrodome, the second and third levels aren't as secure to put people on them anymore. So I thought it'd be fun if the MLB goes in with the city of Houston and says, okay, we'll match funds with you guys. Let's re renovate this thing. And in return, not only can you bring, because all they do is play high school sports there now on the, on the bottom level um, and have rodeos and concerts and stuff like that. But I think it would be fun to do that and say, in return, we'll have the Astros play 18 of their home games here every season. I mean, can you imagine how quickly those games would sell out? I'd go to one of those games. Oh, yeah. No, that I'd would be, fly to Houston that would be just cool. to go to the Astrodome. Hey, the Bad News Bears played in the Astrodome. Yes. We really need to, to hold on and preserve that kind of history. Yes. Yes. Kelly Leak. Kelly That's Leak right. played there. Tanner he Boyle did. played there. They did it for the looper. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all for the looper. The, all for the looper. Okay. so And without their of, best pitcher. The, exactly. Without their best pitcher, too. But Carmen Ronzani wasn't, you know, that bad either, right? No. No, not at all. Okay. So final question. And I'm going to start with you, Jeff. And then I'm going I'm to let Jenna answer it last. Final question. It's a two-part question. One, how do you see the 2023 season looking for the angels this year and then 
just from a sibling a sibling rivalry perspective, maybe tell tell us why you think the Dodgers might not be as good as the Angels this season. And then Jana, flip flip side. How do you think the Dodgers are going to do? Why do you think that besides for they're going to play in October, right? Everybody's going to play October first, so that would be good. So Jeff, you first, please. All right, let me knock, let me knock out the clean shade of best players in baseball on the team clearly we have the the greatest player in baseball on our team and then one that's been setting the standard for a while in Shohei and Mike Trout so potential is there how do I think we're going to do 82 and 80 I think we're going to miss the playoffs as much as I would like to see them because I just think that it's Otani's destiny to go elsewhere um, and, uh, I, I, it's, it's sad because I don't think that Artie Marino is the right owner for a championship team. If he was, we would have won more championships by now because he had a great team in the early two thousands that carried out of that, um, um, world series champion and some, you know, Vladdy Guerrero shows up players wanted to come here. And that has changed. So I do see that things will be better. But I think that um, the placeholder thinking Artie was going to sell the team, and now they're kind of stuck with him. And he's he's playing the analytics game with Perry Manassian, who thinks that he belongs in the clubhouse too, maybe because it was part of his clubhouse days as a, as a clubhouse guy. But, uh, you know, go get some towels, do stuff like that, Make sure the jerseys are laundered, Perry. But you're not, you know, you're just, you're not the guy to build this team. And Artie, I mean, look at it. As soon as Artie said, I'm not selling it, everything stopped. There were no more moves. And there yeah. were moves that could have been made. Um, I, I'm happy with the progress that, uh, that we've made towards depth. Um, and I think that there'll be, there'll be a lot, I mean, right now, and I just told Jana this recently, Gio Urshela, in my mind, is the best pickup by any team just for the value. Okay. There's nobody that anybody got that was a better pickup as far as what they can do for their team at the overall value. Um, so I just don't see – but I can't see him making it to the playoffs, especially just from what I'm seeing now, because the bullpen really has a long way to go. Can they pick it up? Yeah. But if every night are, this has been a thing that's happened year in and year out with the angels is that either the bullpen's really strong and the starters are weak or vice versa. And when one side has to continue to carry the load, by the time we get out of April, the pitchers are all tired and we can't get back in sync. Now, as far as why they're better than the Dodgers, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and Gio Urshela. Uh, I mean, as far as that goes, they've got they, – I think they've got as much talent either way, but I think there's higher upside with those two guys. Um, you know, Mookie's not always – Mookie's there, but he's not always there. Freddie Freeman is, is always there consistently across the board so they get that but there's so many other questions and their bullpen has been terrible i 
I don't see the rest of the league coming up and taking. I think there's that Dodger uh, mystique. They're just they walk in and says they're seeing they see the Dodgers, and I think they're a little worried about them, even if the Dodgers don't have all the pieces they've had in the past. It's not like they made that big a change across the board and all of these guys that they have, if, if they could play San Francisco every day, that would be the way to go. Cause Max Muncy might actually hit them. But um, I think the angels in, in head to head over, over that, if you put them up there, they're not much of a different team. Both teams have two, maybe three superstars. I will say this. Um, if Logan Ohapi hadn't, has it come out of the gate, like uh, rookie of the year, all of a sudden, um, I would say that the the Dodgers and the, the Dodgers still do have an edge at um, at uh, catcher, but I think the Angels the Angels can definitely put it all together because they don't have that Hollywood distri- distraction. That's why we have Anthony Rendon's because he didn't need that Hollywood distraction. He just needed to brawl in, in Oakland after than he had before. So. Uh. I, uh, yeah, I just don't see a playoffs because I think the the Mariners are going to uh, to probably uh, outrun them in the end. So, so Jenna, I'm going to give you material here if you want it. This is free of charge. The next one I'll charge you for. Um, maybe okay. you can just tell Jeff, say, hey, Jeff, you have two of the best players on the planet with no playoff series wins. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't have to I don't rub that in. <laughs> Yes. It's the elephant in the room. <laughs> if I get a little too far out of line, I can see it in her eyes. Don't make me bring that up. Yeah. Don't make me go there. Love it. So, Jenna, how do you think the Dodgers are going to do this season? Uh, I think the Dodgers probably will not win the West. Um, you know, I think that they will be a wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could surprise me, but at This I actually kind of want to see them in that position where they make the playoffs, but they're in a wild card position because they've never been in that position. Right. And so I'd like to see where, you know, is that going to make a difference for them? Um, I don't know, you know, because we've got front office that likes to come in during the postseason and try to run everything. And that is an issue. But um, I think the Dodgers, you know, they're probably maybe 90 90 wins. I'd give, you know, maybe 90 wins. I'd go with that, but definitely wild card. Um, I'm excited to see, um, you know, all these prospects that we've always heard about James Outman, Miguel Vargas, um, Ryan Pepio. I'd like to see, you know, how they're going to do. We have already seen, you know, James Outman, um, and what he's doing. So, um, I'm excited for the season, especially for the rookies, but yeah, it's a, a totally different team. It really is. Different. Now, do you think the Angels are going to do better than the Dodgers, or do you think the Dodgers are going to be doing better than the, the Dodgers? Angels? Yeah. I will. I the Dodgers always will do better than the Angels. They will figure out the bullpen. The Angels never figure out the bullpen. And the other issue is, yeah, they have Trout and they have Otani, but that's they have Trout and they have Otani, and that's you know, that's hey, that means we have. Better attendance. Yeah, you do have better, <laughs> right? You know, I don't know what about I hate that. about that argument is, is that 
is there's nowhere to go with it. I can't argue that point. Yeah, but, you know, Mike Trout was out last season for a little while and then comes back and is like the greatest player on earth, you know, or at the bat. But what did that do for us? You yeah, know, he didn't get anywhere. I mean, he has to be healthy. Um, but that's the thing is, can they be, can the angels be cohesive? I feel like being able to see the Dodgers play um, in this last series with the giants, I felt like, Like there's seen, I love seeing Freddie Freeman be a leader this season. Last season was a mess. That was too drama filled for him, but, um, Terry Freeman. yeah, Terry Freeman. And, uh, but he, with him, um, even the addition of Jason Hayward, which who I was like, really Jason Hayward, right. but it's like, yeah, I, I can get behind this guy. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, the Dodgers that it's a new group. But it's it's fun. It's a fun group. I think it's good that James Outman has been um, doing something good. Could you imagine uh, being in the outfield out there if he was uh, being more Cody Bellinger like oh, calling man. him outhouse instead of Outman and stuff right. like that? If he, that'd be tougher. Yeah. Yeah, I honest kind of off that. But talking about the Dodgers. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jenna. No, no, because I, mine's kind of off where we were talking about. So what, <laughs> what do you got? No, 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 no. I it just it's going to be interesting to see both clubs, right? Oh um, yeah, both clubs can score a lot of runs. The Angels and the Dodgers can score a lot of runs. We've proven that. Both teams have proven that. Where the the wild card is going to be on this is can they pitch? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, there's never been an issue, never been an issue with that, with the Dodgers in recent years. Now, going into the 90s and 2000s when the Dodgers were lucky to be 500, okay, fine. But, you know, when we had people like Grady Little or Dick Tracy managing the Dodgers, yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, uh, but it's the question, and Shohei can't pitch all 162 games. So Sandoval's going to have to come up big. Tyler Anderson's going to have to come up big. With the Dodgers, Noah's going to have to come up big. Um, Tony Gonsolin's got to come back, and he's got to come back lights out. And Julio and Clayton need to come up big. And Clayton, Clayton now the question is, is how much time is he going to miss, right? Because we're used to him going on the I.L. Right. So, yeah, is- you got to plan that in with him, unfortunately, because of his back and all that. But um, – you know, what's he one win away from 200. So he'd be one only three Dodgers to do that. And you're right. The pitching is going to be the big thing. The problem with, for the angels, I think, I think Dustin may encountered this too, uh, more so at the end with the bullpen, but the other night Shohei goes out, pitches a gym of a game and there's no, um, there's no support. And, and we know that, that they are capable with the guys that they have, uh, the the uh, the Angels have, they can score a lot of runs. Um, like you said, just to piggyback on that, but they're not gonna. They don't do it consistently, and they're not out there making sure that they're you know that uh, Shohei didn't just go out there and throw seven scoreless innings uh, or strike out twenty and still lose the game. So as a as kind of a concluding thought too on this, 
both the teams are going to need to get back to playing little ball. Um, if you can remember, Jeff, uh, on opening day, it was the fifth inning. Trout led off with a single. Shohei, or I'm sorry, Shohei led off with a single. No, Trout did. And then Shohei came up and had a, a single. So you had first and second, nobody out. Um, and instead of Rendon trying to put a bunt down the, the first baseline to move your guys over, Rendon went for the five-run home run, and he popped out to like to to shallow left. Renthrow came up and popped out to deep center, and then I can't remember who your next batter was, but they grabbed him. I think I think that was the Rende. We had Rendon, Renfro, Renhifo. Yeah, and Renhifo grounded out to second base. Now that's not the end of the world because it was nothing, nothing in the fifth. But again, if 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 Rendon bunts, now you got second and third and one out. Renthrow's deep fly to center scores a run. What was the final score? Two to one. Yep. Right. So that one run could have made the difference between a win and a loss. And that's where we're going to lose almost every time because Phil Nevin has already said. We're not a small ball team. We're going for the home run. He said it in almost those words. We're going for the home run. And I get that they don't have a lot of guys who have major speed. But Brett Phillips has been out there on the bases and stolen one or two so far. You just got him at Renhifo could be that guy as well. And then, like you said, bump the ball. Do oh. little things to to um because the other team's not looking for it, especially now. Nobody does it. We all want to hit, you know, what would, what did Maddox and uh, Smoltz say back in the day or Glavin? Chicks dig, dig the long the ball. Long ball. Yeah. Well, there ain't no chicks watching the game because they, you know, oh, now it's faster. Maybe I'll watch, but they're not seeing you hit them. So, yeah. And well, you're not and winning. Chicks like it when you. Yeah. And, and at the end too. of the day, at the end, at the very end of the day, Right. Um, at the very tail end of the day, if you can't play law, uh, little ball and and Jenna, we lost two games to Arizona because they play little ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bunning people over. So at the end of the day, if you can't learn to do that and you're always trying to go for the five run home run, it's you're going to lose probably 10 to 15 games. And with the Dodgers, the Dodgers are probably going to win 90 to 100 games this season. Um so that may not be a big enough deal with the Angels. Like you said, they could win 82 this year, 82 and 80. But those 10 or 15 games that they lose because of the the small ball, that's the difference between playing in October and going to play golf. Right? And so, right. anyways. Well, we we had just, yeah, we and we just talked about this too. We were talking about getting back to the Little League fundamentals with all of the ball players. Uh, Cause you're not seeing that they're more interested in, you know, what's coming off the bat, um, what the speed is, you know, all of those type of analytical things that, um, but they need to get back to the basics. Yeah. And or I was going to say, Madden said, yeah, do simple better. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Hey, they have trout, but what's going to get in the way is going to be Phil Nevin and his dream board. As I like to his his dream killer, Bill Ford. <laughs> I have I have a great story about that that I will tell you offline. So, um, 
Okay. Uh, let's wrap this up with um, 30 seconds from, from each of you. And then Top Fan Ravelry followers, this has been one of my favorite episodes because we've got two siblings that will go to bat uh, against each other and also can talk the game, which I absolutely love. So, so Jenna, do you have a 30 second, um, 30 second uh, wrap up for, for us on the Dodgers? As far as um, wrap up, anything I want, um, gosh, anything I want. I never get this on our podcast ever. 15 seconds. (laughs) I know, right? Eight uh, seconds. No, I'm just... I know. Um, you know, I love the Dodgers. You're yeah, stop it. I love the Dodgers, yeah. always will bleed blue, whether they are, you know, last first or most. I just love baseball and love talking about it, love watching it. And uh yeah, I just uh, I can't say enough. I'm just super excited about baseball all the time. Like as soon as the Super Bowl's over it's baseball and, and we're off. So there you go. Yeah. Jeff, 30 seconds. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see her uh, if they were in last place though, if the Dodgers were at the bottom, because it would just be like, who cares? But I don't want to talk to you. That would be my fault. (laughs) It has been my fault before that the Dodgers aren't winning. So um, you know, talking about the uh, talking about the Angels, you know that the, the problem has been year after year is the potential of Mike Trout and even some of these guys we've had. You know, when you look at it, it's gotten better. Jared Walsh stepping up, um, Taylor Ward. You know, some of these guys they just pop up out of nowhere, but we seem to waste them. And it's not necessarily because those guys aren't doing their job; it's because all the other pieces aren't there. And that's when it goes back up to the top. And, you know, I'm, I've always been a baseball numbers person, but I've never been an analytics guy. Don't go out there and pose the players where you want them to be. Like they're getting ready for a photographer, you know, to be Olin Mills photographer out there. It's let, you know, let the guys play, teach them how to play and, and let them go out and do what they can. Because I think a lot of these guys are too much in their head. The angels are that way. They're filling them with so much information and they're also playing guys that they think um, are listening to what they want to, they want the, how they want to preach the game and not just letting them play. Once they finally let Otani play, look at what happened. Yeah. True. True. Very true. There's other planets that don't even want him. Very true. Mike Trout, when he plays his top, he's a guy, they have potential. They just need to get out of the way and let them go. And I think, you know, their playoffs are within their window this year if they just get out of their own way. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's true. I picked them to win the West, believe it or not, in a predictions podcast with about 15 other people. So it's true. All right. Top Fan Rivalry followers, Jenna and Jeff. They uh they have a podcast civil uh civil and rivalry baseball podcast. We will make sure that we tag it so that you see it this morning. Um, I apologize that we went a little long. I hope you enjoyed your drive to work. I hope you're not going to get fired from your boss for listening to a podcast as you're walking into your office or wherever you're at listening to this. But these two have some great baseball knowledge, and 
Jeff, Jenna, thank you so much for being on. And let's make sure that we have you on again. We'll have a we'll have a good time and some new fresh topics to talk about. So appreciate the time. Sounds good. Thank you. We appreciate being here. Yeah, you thanks. Bet. You bet.